listening to Free Beers and a Movie. Nice. Hello and welcome to episode 266 of Three Beers and a Movie. I'm Richard Laird and I'm with Colin McKay. Hello. Hello, Hello Colin. How are you? Um, I am okay on this fine Thursday evening. So I was very wet today, wasn't it, this morning? Um, but it's settled down. Weather, the weather's weird. It's that kind of weird hot autumnal, like, kind of, you don't know how to dress. So I, mean, us... I, I would I would argue that I lived through the whole shit hot weather, so I'm now wanting the world to now embrace my um, hockey jersey life and just let you are that. Fucking weird. You're the only guy I know that like, the, the middle of winter you wear, like, fucking jorts and a hockey top and, and nothing else. You fucking freaking nature, man. I am <laughs> Kevin Smith inspired, that's why I am. Um, what are you drinking tonight? Oh, um, tonight I'm on, on very generic Corona. Corona, nice. Yeah, uh, number one, um, possibly number two coming up soon. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm being very generic and, and safe. Nothing wrong with that. It's a Thursday night, you don't go too well on a Thursday night. No one, don't, no no. one does that. Plus it's Mexican. We know, we know how good Mexican beer is. I don't yeah. mind a Corona now and again. It's, it's refreshing, is what it is. What are you drinking? Um, as I've discussed off mic, Colin, I am exceptionally tired right now because I'm now very much involved in puppy life, in which case my, my days <laughs> begin exceptionally early. Um, so, so I am a very tired human being right now, so I'm just drinking lemonade just now, just an attempt to stay awake at this point in time. That's, that's my, my world right now. Le- lemonade spiked with coffee? Yes, yeah. I'm basically mainlining <laughs> coffee and cola into my, my veins just now to try and stay awake. Um, Puppies are hard work, so they are, they are very... They're, hard, they're cute as hell and, and lovable wee fuckers, but they're hard work. They're adorable, and the moments when they love you are amazing, and that makes mm. you keep it like you put up with the moments when it's like they really are quite testing. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, you know? Yeah. You, know yeah. you have it outside, the piss and rain for 40 minutes, and then all of a sudden doesn't do anything. You bring it inside for two minutes, and it shits in the floor. You go, why? 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 What's, why? what's going on in this tiny what's, brain? What's going on in your head? <laughs> <laughs> and this is only week two, isn't it, yeah. as well? Not even week two, we're only like day 10 or something this now, so... Um, <laughs> Very much love him, but um, he, yeah, he's definitely um, he has his moments that we're, we're working through this now. I'm going to give it two more podcasts, and you're just going to go on up your raving maniac, just <laughs> fucking spouting madness, and watching dog movies. I mean, <laughs> if that's what it takes, I'll, I'll happily watch Homeward Bound and Eight Below. If that's what it takes to do it, and I will absolutely do it. Um, <laughs> but what it has done is give me a lot of time to watch stuff at home, not so much the cinema, which is why this week, although we talked about it last week, um, our beloved Kevin Smith's Clerks Three. Um, you've seen it, I've not, so we'll be saving that for next week. Um, yeah, that, that's uh, that's uh, something we need to we need to discuss that together. We can, and, and yeah, that, that's not a solo solo venture, not at all. So. No, definitely not. We need to talk about that together. So we'll hopefully talk about that next week um, together. Hopefully, I'll get a chance to go and see it um, at some point. So um, instead, we'll talk about some non-cinema stuff to watch. So I'll start with mine because you always derail this with like a thousand different things. So the only thing I'll watch. <laughs> This week. It's on Netflix and it's called uh, Trainwreck Woodstock '99. Have you watched it on Netflix? I've seen half of it. Yeah, yeah. See, I've seen the latter half of it. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm aware of it and I know some of it. Yeah, yeah. It, it was decent. I mean, there was a HBO documentary out recently, um, all about it as well, which I watched and actually enjoyed a lot more. Because it was a bit more concise and it was only like an hour and a half, and it, it felt like it got to the the point of it very quickly. Whereas this one. It's enjoyable it's, it, in terms of like you sort of you do watch it going like holy shit how long would I stay there for and I'm looking at going I would have stayed there for about an hour and I'd be like oh, nope this is fucking up. I'm getting the hell out of here because yeah. um, it just looks insane but then 
some of the footage I have is amazing. You get to see like why people did stay when you see like sort of like um like corns set, you're like, holy fuck, that looks absolutely mental. Like a proper mental rock set. Like you you can see but, why people did stay. But also in retrospect, insightful. Yeah, uh, definitely, but, yes. Yeah, do you know what I mean? You can see why shit went the way it did. Oh, it did. You look yeah, it at did. some of the yeah. problems you look, yeah, that that's fueling the fucking fire right there. You know when the entire mean? lineup was pretty much blame, I'm not blaming the bands yeah, I'm not blaming the bands because I know too many people have done it. That, that's not what I'm trying to do. But, but you can see all the elements lining up to this perfect fucking storm of madness. Very badly organised, I would say, looking yeah. at watching it. Um, it's, a, it's a lineup that's pretty much all white males. Um, yeah. It's attracted all white male crowd. Because um, essentially the only three women on the crowd on the set list are Cheryl Crow, yeah. PJ Harvey, I think, is on it as well. Um, yeah. Joe, you know, the kind of songstress oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah, she's on it as well but they don't really fit the rest of the vibe to be honest no not at all i remember reading um there's a book a few years ago about um about grunge um right i can't remember who wrote it um but he dedicated quite a lot of chapters to basically like crucifying limp biscuit basically blaming name for everything that happened Look, all the kind of sexual assaults and all that because I think no. a lot of really bad shit happened in their set and I think Dust was a bit of a kind of, you know, blind to it all. I mean, I don't care. Um, but no, this guy, like, I mean, fucking crucified. Like, he basically blames them for the death of grunge and for Woodstock 99. That was his take. was fucking Lamp Biscuit. All of this is their fault. Um, I mean, I wouldn't really blame Lamp Biscuit. I mean, I think you did see a moment to talk about the documentary where you see the two or three sides of, of Fred Durst battling inside him in real time where he sees like, the power he has in front of this crowd, mm. knowing he can make him do anything, knowing should he make him do anything, mm. and then like the ego overruling that and going, of course I do, I want to show him where Fred does. But then you'd also mm. maybe question the Red Hot Chili Peppers who were told to go out and try and ask the crowd for Cam, and yeah. rather than do that, they played Fire by Jimi Hendrix when the place is burning, you go, that might possibly be yeah. the same thing no, a little no. bit, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, horrible, horrible. When you watch it, yeah, horrible. It's, it's not nice, nice viewing at all. Um, no, it's, it's not. It's particularly it, you do see humanity sort of at its worst, and you sort of see this. If obviously the things that happened at the rapes and the, the assaults and stuff, like that, they are like a different level of horrendous. Yeah, and a yeah. purely sort of like almost superficial way, in extent, just seeing how music became that sort of commercialization of it. You know, music, yeah. music was always commercial. We all like the Beatles didn't weren't not commercial. No, so the music wasn't real yeah. back then. It's now fake, fake now. But yeah. like just that whole MTV thing and everything like that just coming through. It just felt yeah. you can see the sort of this, the downward spiral of like sort of what music industries became now. Yeah, you know, yeah. when it, maybe maybe we're just old and the stuff that we like sort of now pushed off to the hinterlands. Yeah, not very much. You know, sort of like even like rock sort of almost not a thing anymore. It's sort of it's, it's sort of it's still, it obviously still out and bands still do it, but it's not. Yeah, yeah genres are definitely blood now. There's yeah. a bigger blood now than there's ever been, I think, in, in musical genres. No, you're absolutely right with that. Um, mm. So, yeah. But, worth um, a watch. If you get a chance, have a wee watch at it. It's nice. Yeah, it's, nice it's, it's quite, quite, it's, it's quite. Longer than it has to be. It, yeah. well, three episodes at 50 minutes long. It, it could have been an hour and a half documentary. And in fact, yeah, if um, you look on HBO, there is an hour and a half documentary. Yeah, it, so which, <laughs> which tells all the way. But you've said this before. A lot of documentaries are taking an hour concept and just repeating it and repeating it and making it a three hour, you know, fucking yeah. 
just round in circles. We know, we know, we know. You've yeah. said that. You said yeah. So I think the only thing about this, it does do it like so. Each day, each episode a day, right? So that helps to sort of encapsulate each day and how you can see. On the first day, it wasn't as bad people made it out to be, but mm. by the second day and the third day, you can see like the ships went down, you know, and it's like like all that kind of stuff. So an interesting watch, um, especially, yeah. you know, especially if you like to watch, you know, essentially like a train wreck, a, a sort of a cultural train wreck just happened before your eyes. It's definitely Hell interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. What have you watched? Of note, I'm assuming you're still watching your man, your men hurting each other. Sure. Well, the, the, I've not watched yesterday's one yet, which okay. I'm quite sad about. It's actually becoming like my like, like massive geek. I love Marvel and shit like that. Mm. I love Lord of the Rings. And the thing that I look forward to most just now each week is these two guys getting stung and bitten by wild beasties. Um, so the, the the newest one I've not watched yet. Um, so I will endeavour to watch that this week and I'll go report okay. back next week with my findings. I look forward to um, out with that, just been watching my usual, um, not a massive amount this week, uh, Lord of the Rings. Enjoyed it. See, episode four uh, was good, uh, but it did feel a lot uh, of a step back. It is very... I, I, I get... It, off kind of like we were speaking about, this, this ship's going to be like five seasons. Yeah. So there's a long way to go, and it is going to be, you know, slow. Um, There's no point in giving us fucking everything in the first season, because... What we're going to come back for, do you know what I mean? So it's going to be a kind of a, a slow trek, but it's I, I need them to pick up the pace. But I'm kind of getting a bit. Give me something, you know. Give, yeah. give me a. I want a big battle. I'm, I'm ready for the big fucking. Yeah, I think over the five seasons, it's going to build to the um, a sealed or not drop the ring, and the, yeah, I think that's. I think that would be the, the sort of finale point of season five. Yeah, it's got to be. Yeah, I think so. That's, yeah, that 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 means where it's got to end. Um, yeah. So. This season's laying a lot of groundwork for things that will not take place for another like thousand years. Do you know? Yeah. Even even if they do truncate the um the the timelines and stuff like that, you're still talking a, a long time, you know, between because the the dwarf king, he's definitely dead by Lord of the Rings, isn't he? He's he's sort of like Yeah, because I don't think uh, dwarfs don't have God listen to us. I hate I hate when we go near like this sometimes. Yeah. Um, I think dwarfs have got um just like kind of Human lifespan, they're, they're not maybe slightly elegant, but they're not. The Numenors are the are like humans, but they've got a longer lifespan. They're like two hundred years yeah. or something. Because what's his yeah. name? Aragorn was like supposedly like ninety. In yeah, the Rings, yeah. yeah, yeah. So they, they're older, but yeah, it's like it's, the elves are the kind of the ones that stick around for yeah. thousands of years. Yeah, and mm. everyone else is like kind of relatively, you know, decade or the century or two. Indeed. So yeah. yeah, so yeah, I think he's he's well gone. The the, the dwarven king. Cool. Um, by the time we get to the, the world, Gimli and you know. all that, yeah. But um, I, I would like to see um, a, a big battle. I think I need, I need something. I just need a wee, a wee bit. Of blood. Well, the ending but, of this uh, episode did seem to lay the groundwork of you know some sort of battle, some sort of war, you know, something mm. taking place. So I think that maybe that'll be the building up to um, this season. I mean, I think it's only an eight-episode season, so the halfway point now. So yeah, um, yeah so it's still. I said a lot this episode, they can basically cut one storyline out. They didn't have anything with the Hobbits. Oh, no, no, no. no Hobbitses. Yeah, no, no Hobbitses, no. Hobbitses, no. So I honestly do find that the least interesting story out of the four stories that are going. So I that's okay think, being cut. It is, but I think it's also the comic relief because it is fucking dialogue heavy. You know, they're yeah. just spewing fucking the old dialogue at you, do yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it's heavy, heavy going sometimes. And I think they just come along and just, you know, fall over their own feet and be daft and you let chuckle chuckle and then you're back to 
to heavy so I can I think I kinda missed that, but I do get yeah, the so far you look kind of what's you know what, what are these hobbits doing? Why? Aye, I, I'm I'm intrigued to know how they how they play in it in the venture because yeah. they seem because the all three stories seem to at least be in some way linked to each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This must be very separate. It's a bit like the Game of Thrones when they had like sort of the the blonde woman, the dragon lady. Mm-hmm. Her and story was, always yeah. felt very separate to the rest of the story for the, until quite late on. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I feel the same about that. They can't do it. Sure, they can't. Can you know, leave the hobbits as a sideline for so long? Uh, that's going to be insane. But I, I, I do think we need to, the, you know, them to make us laugh just to break up the the, the elves Agreed. speaking to each other and shit like that. Fucking hell, man! I, I can't take much more of a speak. Yeah. Somebody, some do something funny. Somebody fall. Someone throw a uh, pie for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've also watched talking about dragons and, and Game of Thrones. I'm up to speed with um, episode five now of of House of Dragon. Um, People are very happy. The most recent episodes I heard, they've really much enjoyed it. Um, it it's been. I mean, like last week's one was a very dirty episode. That that was your sexy one. So this week mm-hmm. they you know they've moved away from that and they're back to you know the, the kind of first half is all kind of talky build up. And then you know something shocking happens, um, an outburst of violence. Um, so yeah, we're kind of back to back to format again, which I guess is is it's a bit predictable and a bit kind of you know pandering to the fans because you know uh, I still say um they they really. They have dropped the ball by not making this its own show. It still is a Game of Thrones light. That there's no doubt about it. Do you know what I mean? And it's a shame that they've just not got the heart and the conviction to, you know, think. No, do you know what? Fuck it. Let, let's take this and, and do Aye. something different. You can make it in the world, but you can at least open it up to be something different. But I think they're so scared because yeah. of the reaction to the final season of Game of Thrones. Yeah, they almost wanted to play it safe, make sure they gave everybody what which was basically, you know, incest and. You know, boobs, they're, 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 they're doing that, yeah. That's exactly what they're doing. You know, they've got incest check, um, you know, fucking family incest check, um, you know, fucking faces getting the pulverized check. It's just, it's, it's just a tick box exercise just now, and I hope it kind of moves on. Um, some of the performances are still are still fantastic. Paddy Constantine's always, always great. He's, 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 a, he's, in, he's in Northern De Niro, hasn't he? he Fucking certainly is. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm enjoying that for it, but I would like to see it spread its wings a wee bit and, you know, yeah. so like a dragon it could be. See what I've done there? How very poetic of you. Anything else you want to talk about TV-wise you've watched? Um, I think that's me up to speed with, with TV. I've not watched She Help yet. Um, oh, I've, watched one, I've watched one episode of Andor. I'll let you catch up with that. We can kind of dissect that one together because there's Indeed. three episodes being dropped just now, so it'll give us time to catch up with the content that's there rather than just picking one episode just now that's kind of too late to get much on anyway. Fair enough. That, that sounds good to me. Um, so yeah. what we'll do instead, we'll talk about some stuff that's um, on you know your Netflixes and things like that because, like I said, I can't really get out this now. Um, so the first one we'll talk about is a film called Do Revenge, which is on Netflix, which is directed by Jennifer Caton Robinson, who directed a film called Someone Great a few years ago. But more recently, she was the writer of Thor, Love and Thunder. That was sort of that's mm. yeah. So she's right of, of that. Um, the plot of this film is it's set in high school. There's two girls, very much the polar opposites of each other. You know, different cliques, different groups, uh, but both of them are um, jilted and embarrassed by the, the the school for varying different reasons. So they both want to seek revenge on those who have done them done them wrong. They know if they both go after the people who have done revenge on them, they will get caught. It'll be very obvious. So they agree to do the revenge on each other's. Oh, throw mama from the train. Kinda, essentially, yes. Yeah, right. Okay, okay. Cool. 
So that's the story. That's the basic story, and all things ensue from that. Uh, so that, and that's basically. So that's a comedy, or yeah, kind of black comedy. Um, okay. And the film you've got, you've got Camila Mendez, who's in Riverdale, who I actually really like in Riverdale. And you get Maya Hawk from Stranger Things. You've got Austin Abrams from Paper Towns. Um, Av Capri, Tally Ryder, Sarah Michelle Gellar pops up in it. Um, as a high school principal, which felt me feel, feel exceptionally old that Buffy the Vampire Slayer is now a teacher. It does seem like, you know, where else could you cast her as, though? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I kind of get it, actually, yeah. Yeah, I do yeah. forget it. Yeah. Who, who would not respect Buffy as a, as a high school teacher? Yeah. yeah. You, 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 yeah. Instant respect. Um, Sophie Turner, when she pops up in, it in a small role as well, and a very simply named man called JD is a sort of love interest in it as well. Okay. Um, you've not seen this, have you? No, no. Mm. Oh, it's enjoyable. Like I actually enjoy it more than I thought I would. Um, it is kind of vapid and a bit disposable high school thriller drama. You've seen it a lot before. You know, it's not like it's not doing a lot different. Um, it's aiming quite high. It doesn't really hit the heights it's aiming for because it's trying to ape a lot of things. You know, so it's, it's kind of really odd tone because it's borrowing from everything from like Heather's The Craft. 10 Things I Hate About You, there's a wee bit of American yeah. Pie in there, there's Boys and Girls in there as well, Freaks and Geeks, there's kind of a bit of everything is floating yeah. in there, so it feels like it's trying to hit the basis, so it doesn't feel unique at any point, it feels like it's very much like a mixtape, you're kind of, kind of, kind of smashing it all together, but you do get something that, because a lot of it's sort of based in, like, it feels very 90s, although it's set in the modern times, it does feel quite, um, I felt quite at home with it because of that, you know, like, yeah. oh, I recognise this world. Um, yeah. The soundtrack's all basically stuff that I listened to when I was a kid. It's not like a modern soundtrack. It's all so it's like a nineties soundtrack in a modern setting. Yes, nineties ideas as well. Yes, yeah. very much so. Yeah, um, cast are all really committed. They all really seem to enjoy their roles. Maya Hawk, I think, is a very good actress, um, and, and will definitely go far in this world. Um, maybe one too many twists and double crosses towards the end. Um, it's mm. sort of that you can go like. It, it went from like Machiavellian to like holy shit, like there's no way this would I, to, for this to have pulled off. Like so many things have to have like sort of lined up, but this yeah. is really unrealistic. Yeah. Um, so it, it loses a bit of pace in the, in the middle, um, and because that keeps it from being what it's trying to emulate, you know. So if it tightened up the middle and became a little bit less stodgy there, I think it would have been a lot more, it would have been a lot quicker and, and been a lot sort of pacier, um, and would have been more in, like sort of maybe hit a bit harder. You know, yeah. like, there is still, even though me, me and you are very much departed from high school um, yeah. for, for quite a while. I Millions still, of years ago. Yeah, I can still enjoy that these kind of high school films. If, they, if they're done right, there's a certain, there's a panache and a joy to them. Like, one yeah. of my favourite films last year was Dope, and it was, mm. and then um, Me, Ellen, The Dying Girl, is very much a high school-esque film. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. If you find a route in, it can be very interesting, and it can be very entertaining. Um, even Booksmart, again, phenomenal movie as well. So, you can, find a way into it and, and do the high school drama team thing but when you don't have any sort of unique twist on or unique hook yeah. to it, it, yeah. it it's it's fine it's completely passable it's completely enjoyable but it doesn't really live long in memory i would say yeah i think i think you, you kind of nailed it when you were saying no it's been done so many times it's hard to find that, that differential do you know what i mean why is this different from everything else and yeah there's not, but let, let me, I don't know, girl managed to do it, you know, had like the kind of filmmaking aspect and stuff like that. Um, to me, so there's a few that have done it, but yeah, a lot of them are, it is, you know, it's just recycled yeah. material. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I, for, for, for a Friday night, it's enjoyable. Six and a half out of ten. Yeah. 
Nice, nice. Yeah. That's not a bad score at all. Bad. I might, I might check that out. I, honestly, I think you, I think you get something from it. Does it have the, the same kind of humour as um, Love and Thunder? Is it for that? Mm, or is so that much. Thai carrots kind I think of? That's more Thai kind of humour. Yeah. I get, yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, cool. this is definitely much more of your um, like Heather's craft. Yeah. You know, ten things esque. You know. Yeah. Um, cool. It's, it, it, it wants to be clueless in a big way as well. We'll Try to like touch on that as well. All good, but every film you've got, all good films, good you know, films yeah, uh-huh. which isn't a bad thing. You know, if you're going to take influences, then that's yeah. good influence to take. Yeah, yeah you can't fault that. It's, yeah. it's, it's not parody either. It's not trying to take the piss. It's not trying to be like a sort of spoof of it. It is. Yeah. It, it, it clearly someone who loves those films. It's like if, if I made a film, it would probably be very Spielbergian influenced. Yeah. Or at least yeah. Kevin Smith influenced because like that's yeah. who I like. That's what I've watched. That's where all my my interests come from. Okay, same idea. Anyway, from oh, that we're going to one that is yeah. now on. Where is this film on? Good night, mommy. Where's it on? Amazon. 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 Yeah. Amazon. Yeah. Um, who directed by Matt Sobel, um, who directed a film called Take Me to the River, um, but also very recently was so I think the showrunner or the written sort of heavily involved in Brand New Cherry Flavor, the one that you like. Mm. I, I wasn't mm. a big fan of. Mm-hmm. Um, so plot of this one it's, quite, it's an interesting plot where. Uh, Basically, there's two kids. They get brought home to their mother, who has been sort of partly had like a botched operation. Like um, she's a movie actress, she's went for like sort of facial work, you know, makeover yeah. type thing, and she's having to wear a, a a bandage to cover her face. Over a quite short space of time, one of the kids begins to think that the person is not his mother; it's someone pretending to be his mum, um, yeah. and they're after him in some way. Um, and basically, the story unfolds from there as you try and find out: is it his real mother? Is he right? Oh, is it, mother? Is, is it right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Not a big cast. You've only got really three people in the cast. You get Naomi Watts playing the mother uh, and the yep. managers. Um, you get two brothers, Cameron Corvetti and Nicholas Corvetti playing the two brothers, the two young kids. One's about maybe about, what, 11? The other one's about nine, something like that. The twins? Same age. Oh, they the twins, are they? Yeah, yeah, the twins. Yeah. I thought the family one was older. No, no, because Lorraine was like, they don't look like twins, and then she looked up and she's like, they're twins. <laughs> so, yeah. They do look like each other, but one looks significantly older. He's just smaller, I think. That's and all, since um, yeah, yeah <laughs> okay. it's just, it's just. I mean, the, 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 to be fair, it makes yeah, sense for twins when depending yeah. on how the story unfolds. But yeah. I honestly thought yeah. of the one that they're kind of siblings as opposed to twins. But there we go. Yeah. Um, what do you think of this one? Um. I was very lukewarm for it. Um, mm. What I will say about it is, uh, me and Lorraine watched it, and I shit you not, dude. Twenty minutes in, Lorraine Scooby dude the fuck out of it. Oh, I got she, it. In tw- I got it in twenty minutes as well. He was. I didn't. I kind of. I, I kind of knew roughly where it was gone, but not to the, the extent of you know. There's the. the I fucking know this the plot. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was, it was just like yeah, that's this, it's that, and I was like fuck off, dude. Um, I think that the, the biggest problem with this film is you, you've got somebody like Naomi Watts who, who can act. Um, yes. She's a good actress. Um, and the kids, for what they were, I mean, they, they've done well, but they're kids. If you're given somebody like Naomi Watts, you know, that they, they kind of backdrop to act against two kids, it's, do you know what I mean? It's like fucking, it's like giving fucking Picasso fucking. Paint by numbers. Okay, on, do you know what I mean? Aye. Aye. And, do you know what I mean? I think that was a big problem is um she didn't get to shine and show yeah. and also fucking covering her face as well was a good chunk of the film, yeah. Obviously, yeah. The smartest the smartest thing. Um I was expected to be quite kind of scary and maybe a bit kind of gory and stuff like that, even a bit kind of spooky, 
it, this is almost like in the same vein as like the whole and uh, kind of kids kind of yeah. film. I mean, I'd had no problems letting a ten year old watch this. No, you wouldn't it. actually. There's nothing particularly bad in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, like the kind of scary bits. No spoilers. Dream, the dream sequence scary bits. Yeah, you knew that's what you were. You weren't at any point. Did you think, oh, that's not a dream sequence scary ah. bit? It was. Uh, it was obvious that's what it was. Yeah. Um, there wasn't any big jump scares in it. Um, or after it was the. Failed miserably because we didn't jump and it wasn't yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I just think that it, it, it was a kind of waste of her talent. Do you know what I mean? To get somebody that can, you know, put so much in a role and give her nothing nothing to work with. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, it's a shame, man. Much the same, dude. I thought it was very by the numbers. And because it felt so by the numbers, it, it didn't really feel like anything. Mm. Um, Naomi Watts is always good because she's Naomi Watts. Um, but she's better than this. I don't know why she suddenly became like a person who sort of slinked into sort of bad horror all of a sudden. She seems yeah, like she's been higher yeah. up in this. Yeah. recently, yeah. Yeah. Um, and the twist as well, I'm not going to say what the twist is and what the sort of conclusion is. No, when I, like, I'm much like Lorena, I twigged it in the first 20 minutes, so that kind of put me off the yeah. of the film. And also, it's a twist that's been done. Like, it's it may have been done in a film I watched and reviewed recently, to be honest, on this. Possibly, um, I think it sounds like the orphan almost. Yeah, it's, it's that kind of. But um, that so what I found out though is this is a remake of an Austrian movie. Of an Austrian movie, and when you read reviews about that, it's quite a different film. I think that you know the kind of mother's actions and behaviours are very very different in yes. the Austrian movie, much darker, and it gives you a lot more kind of insight as to right here's why. So yeah, are. so yeah, the point. What's what did this film bring to it? What, what's the point of the remake? But all the reviews I've read, man, at all. It's Aye. just a shallow, watered-down remake, I think, is, is yeah. what it is. Um, but apparently it's, it's also another film, again, it was kind of a, a version of that, based on a book as well. So it's oh, got right, a history, so, it's history it's well. one of the films. Um, but everything I've read, that this is just, like, you know, yeah, exactly that. it's, that's the question's why. It's the worst type of, like, Hollywood remake. It's what when people say you're making a Hollywood remake or something you love. It's sort of, it's the same. It's what you all, it's the worst fear. You know, you got a big, yeah. decent big name in it, a wee bit of money behind it, but you lose any sort of soul or heart to what made the original pop yeah. I anyway. think Hollywood just doesn't really understand European film and how to do it well. They, yeah. Anything that they make for, you know, Europe to let, let the right one in and downhill that one where it is kind of... Let the remake let it right, when I thought was decent. But it was... It wasn't, it's good, but it's not a patch on uh, the source. No, you know downhill was a um, terrible remake. Yeah, they just, they just don't understand, um, you know, what they're doing. Um, and it worries you when you hear stuff like, I don't know if they're still doing it, but they, they remember at one point they greenlit a Troll Hunter remake in America. One very like, worrying, yes. Yeah, yeah. You're like, just, just fucking leave it. Um, you know, America, you're good at what you do, you know, big flashy films. Rock. Do that. Leave this shit to that. You know, you don't have to encroach and, and bash it. almost seems to go, oh, you've made that film for like, you know, a million bucks and he's done really well with it. What if we give you 50 million? That'll always be 50 times better. It's like, no, that's it, not necessarily how it works. No, it, it doesn't work like that. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's not about the budget. It's about, you know, the people who made the film. Uh, um, that's why I quite like, like Maz Mickelson does stuff like that. He'll do the big budget Hollywood film and he'll go back and do these little Danish films because he knows they don't yeah. need, he doesn't want to do that film in the Hollywood system because it'll get, you know, watered down and beaten up and just sort of become half the film you want to make. But if he goes to make it in Denmark or Sweden... It still works because like, you know for a fact there's going to be a remake of 
the what's when he was in recently when he, he plays the he plays the, 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 the teachers being the, the alkies. Oh, the, the, the drinking one, yeah. Uh, drinking yeah, buddies or something, not drinking buddies. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going to be that. We'll make we'll make a remake of that one at some point. We will, and yeah, it'll be nonsense. So you know, be fucking it will star fucking Jason Bateman and a couple of other, you know, kind of Hollywood listeners that have no soul, no personality, you know, just miss the point of. But I mean, saying that, that we've been really harshness. It, it's not a terrible film. It is watchable. Um, it doesn't labour too much. No, it's um, ninety minutes. It, it is predictable, um, but you know it, it, it's not the worst fucking horror remakes I've seen. Um, no. Out of ten, the, 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 out of ten, four out of ten. I give it a five. Uh, there, there. So competent, you know, if nothing else. Yeah, the kids weren't too annoying. It's always well, that, that's were all right. Yeah, big help is that the kids weren't annoying. Yeah, mm, yeah, fair enough. Um, last I mean, film, how, just one last week. How fucking stupid were those cops? Oh yeah, ridiculous. That's oh, it's, that's, that's, that's the point. Late. Fucking lazy writing. From what I remember, in the Austrian film, they're not cops; they're like Red Cross workers. Right. So there's right. less of a, there's less of them getting impetus to actually do something. They're not allowed to do something. If that makes sense. But yeah. the cops could have done something. Yeah, but they're just they're just like what the fuck? I mean, look, why are you even in the film? Yeah. There's no point in having you there at all. Absolutely. Sorry, right. Carry on. Anyway, right, we're going to do this <laughs> quick so we can get this done in one in one sitting for the first time in God knows how long. Oh, so. Final film is one that's in the cinema. It's 3,000 Years of Longing, directed by George Miller, who, well, it's George Miller, he did what, Miller, Mad yeah. Max's Happy Feet, Babe, Pig in the City, you know, the, yeah. the man does everything. Um, did he do, no, he, he, he didn't do Death Becomes, so that was um, Zemeckis, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, George Miller, he's, He's George Miller, for fuck's sake. Yeah. 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 The, man, the man's talented. Um, if you don't know who he is, Google him, fuck's sake. Yeah, if you don't know who he is, yeah. He's, <laughs> he's, 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 he's done Mad Max Fury Road for a start. Um, <laughs> the plot is very different from Mad Max Fury Road. This one is about, basically, is a woman who goes, um, she's a teacher, she goes out to, um, I can't remember where it is exactly, I'm going to, I don't I want to say. Istanbul, maybe? Istanbul, that's the correct, yeah, it's, in the, yeah. it's in the bazaar. Um, and she buys, like, a glass container, and, She's back to the hotel room, lid pops off, and out pops a genie, you know, or a gin, as they call them. Um, they, they then begin trading stories. He begins telling the story of his life and what, and what his life has been um, as a gin. Um, and she starts, and he starts to try and unfold her, who's she's a very, very withdrawn person, um, sort of very quiet, wants to be left alone, doesn't want to engage with the world, and wants to be very quite solitary. And the two of them sort of have this banter back and forth, and you see flashbacks of each other's lives. Um, yeah. Honestly, unfolds from that. So you tell Tilda Swinton plays the woman who robs the genie, and you've got Idris Elba playing genie. Um, rest of the cast, I, I, they're in, they're, like people like Megan Gale were in it, um, David Collins, Pia Thunderbolt, um, Peter Bertoni, but That's really it's very much, very much a, a two-hander between Tilda Swinton and Idris Elba. Idris yeah. Elba, um, yeah, yeah. So it is a George Miller film, so it's visually fucking amazing looking. It's stunning looking. It's not done as much live action as you. Think from Mad Max Fury Road, it's very much there's a, there's a fair bit of green screen they're using, but mm. it still works really well. But it is sometimes so much when you're watching, you're like, Holy shit, that is too much hitting me at one time. Um, and because I, it, when we said like, um, do revenge felt like you're seeing something you've seen before just done again, you'd never really feel that with this. You don't feel like you're seeing the same thing again, it feels like you're seeing something very unique. Some, yeah, something that only Miller can, can do. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Doesn't always entirely work, but you're still seeing something like still go like you've got to plot it for the swing, essentially. You know? Yeah. Um Edward Elba, probably best performance I've seen him do. 
like a genuinely warming performance. He's, he's a lot of strength because he's this like powerful creature, but also he's really vulnerable and kind of sad and lonely in many ways. Mm-hmm. Um, very not typical of him. So yeah, very, it's definitely against what he normally does. You know, he normally plays like the big strong man. That's sort of yeah, his, yeah. very much yeah. his, his thing. So really impressed by his performance. It is genuinely ridiculous that George Miller is this talented still. Not this talented, but he's still oh. doing this at this age. You know, he's like he's only doing. Hey. 84, I think, yeah. No, he's like, I think he's like in his late 70s now. But he's is still, he? All right, okay. Still, fuck's sake. I mean, he is... Yeah. He's doing shit that most people wouldn't even attempt in their 20s, you know, to be interested. Yeah. You know, he's, he's, yeah. Maybe it's a, he, he just doesn't give a fuck. He's like, I can do what I want. Yeah. Yeah, the man's earned it. If anyone can, he's, you know, um, he can, yeah, do whatever yeah. you want. No one can yeah. do a fucking just as you for that shit. How's Tilda Swinton on it? Tilda Swinton has to be performances. I, Probably my least favourite part of it in the sense of like her accent I found really irritating a little bit. Um, and that put me off a lot. She's doing like a northern accent, which does an um snow snow piercer, kind of similar yeah. to that. Yeah, so I, I found yeah. it quite off putting. But um her and Idris, excellent together. Really love that. Um only minor gripe is that the ending doesn't really wrap up in the same way that the the the, the build up does. Yeah. You know, it feels a little bit weak compared to what the, the ending was. Um, and it'll quite make okay. the heights of what the film was, a little bit rushed. But other than that, it's a stunning piece of work, and it is a beautiful piece of work as well, um, and something that's made for cinema, I would say. So was I right in my decision not to see the subtitle version of this? I think so, yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I, so. I, I kind of got, even for the trailer, you can see that this is, you know, this is a visual movie. This is all about what you see in the screen. Um, I think you'd be distracted, yeah. and I think you have to watch the screen at all times. So yeah, you don't see that, yeah. but you have to almost, your eyes have to be wide to take it all in. Yeah, it did. Yeah, there's, yeah, I get, yeah, you get films like that where there's shit in the peripheral as well. In a lot of films, it's all, you know, yeah. driven to the centre, but you know, you get the old film, you're just like, fuck, I've got Aye, to. You watch, your, your head's always moving. Yeah, looking for, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very much one of those. And I've still not seen it, dude. I'm so, so annoyed that I've not seen this yet. Yeah. Um, and it's 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 kind of losing screen time now rapidly. So very much so. I'll give it an eight out of ten. Oh yes, right. I've, God, you may want to see even more. Thanks. For that. It's George Miller. It's George Miller. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, we do love George Miller. Can't not love George Miller. Um, anyway, like I said, it's a very quick one. We've not really seen that much this week. So next week, we've got some interesting stuff out. We have, out on the cinema, we have Don't Worry Darling, the film that might be the best film or worst film of the year. Who knows? It we'll seems very divisive. Yeah, yeah. what I've seen so far is it seems to be it's either fucking awful or it's really, really good. Yeah. Um, so, I think it depends how much of a Harry Styles fan you are, I think. It basically what I'm hearing. I like Harry Styles. Um, I, I, I do like him. I've got a lot of time from him. So. Yeah. And I love Florence Pugh, so there we go. Yeah, We're also, yeah. one of us is going to try and see Clerks 3 because he has to see it, and we'll talk about that next week. Yes. On the Netflixes we have, out on Tuesday, I think it is, we have the remake of The Monsters. Okay. The Rob, right. the Rob Zom- done by Rob Zombie. Double in, yeah. Double in, right, okay, yeah. so we have that. It's going to be fucking, what's going to go one or the other. I'm totally in for this. This yes. is definitely a, 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 you know, a 1 out of 10, 10 out of 10 kind of film. A, a potential yeah. feel. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, yes, or a, yes, yes. Or a 10 out of 10 one-star film, something along those I lines. I shall <laughs> watch this, or this is, we'll be getting watched, um, yep. we'll talk and about this next week. We also have, I think on Wednesday on Netflix, we have a film called Blonde, which is a telling of a kind of fictional Marilyn Monroe story. Oh, star- Anna Damas, yeah. Anna Damas, which I think may break me, because I love Marilyn Monroe and I love Anna Damas, and her playing it might be too much for my body, so I'm, I'm, I'm a bit it's concerned. very lukewarm reviews. Yeah. Very, very lukewarm reviews, sir. So, be interesting to watch that one as well. Very intrigued by it, though. 
And mm, like I said, yeah, yeah. Anna. Anna, Anna, Anna does it for me. Yeah. Perfect casting. Take her love kind of dark hair away and look at that face. And... Definitely got it. Definitely yeah, got it. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Anyway, wrap up quick, Colin. Where people find us? Three beers in the movie. Number three on Gmail, Instagram, Hotmail, and Twitter. Look us up and tell us what you think. And tell us how much you love now. I've been Colin. <laughs> you've been Richard. We've been. Three beers in a movie.